0: I'm Josh Wheeler, and this is the Clean Thinking Podcast, brought to you by Myra Showers.
1: My name is Marcus Kingwell, and I'm the Chief Executive of Exercise Move Dance UK. I'll be talking about exercise, and specifically group exercise, and how that can benefit stress and relaxation in your life.
0: Now, I find that in January, the gym is always packed. And as soon as it hits February, or even really the end of January, you kind of don't see as many people there as as you as you did earlier in the month. In a way, it's good because it, it frees up the equipment again. But I wonder really where all of that motivation goes. Now, I'm joined by Marcus Kingwell, CEO of Exercise Move Dance, to talk a little bit more about how we can get that momentum but also keep that momentum throughout the year so that we can really try to bat away some of the stresses of, of modern day living. Welcome, Marcus.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me onto your podcast.
0: So even the name, you know, the, the term sort of rest and relaxation yes. it kind of suggests like you've, you've have to do something to begin with to rest and relax from yes how do you get the energy to do that because when i finish work you know i've i've spent all day dealing with finance or whoever yes i'm kind of wiped out how do you get that that kick to to kind of do it
1: yeah sure i often find actually with exercise you you benefit benefit from it most when you've been working hard at your regular job. Absolutely. And that's the cue to get out and start doing something at five o'clock or six o'clock. And it will transform your evenings, believe me. Now, what you'll often find is in um, regular day-to-day life, uh, we're rushing around, we're sorting out problems, our anxiety levels and stress levels can can rise. Now, that produces um, stress hormones within your body, which are actually telling you to... To fight or flight, to use the jargon, <laughs> from so, work, absolutely from work. <laughs> you know, in old times that was for uh, for fighting off wild animals, but we don't have those outlets anymore. And that's where exercise comes in, because it gives the ability for you to burn off those excess stress hormones, and actually then feel good afterwards, and put you into a state of relaxation. If they're left buzzing around your body, you have that awful feeling of an evening where your head's still buzzing with all the thoughts of the day. Do you know? It's such it's
0: such an interesting thing. When I when I don't go to the gym or when I don't um, do exercise, I find that as soon as my head hits the pillow and we're going to come on to talk about sleep mm. um, within the series as soon as my head hits the pillow everything that I need to think about, or I don't need to think about as a, as I should say, comes into my head Is that kind of what's happening? Do you it's think? a
1: very, very common problem. You're over processing the thoughts of the day and you need to find a way of switching that off which is which is not straightforward. A lot of people experience that kind of rushing thoughts in their head during the evenings. But exercise will help you get rid of those kinds of thoughts because you're you're focusing on something very different, which is your exercise routine of and during the evening, and you're clearing away these kind of uh, high energy hormones and, and and sugar and so forth, which is buzzing through your veins um, in that evening. You're getting rid of those and burning them off, which gives you this clarity of mind and actually helps a restful night's sleep. Amazing! It it, it sounds so obvious.
0: It's just it's. On a really personal level, I find I find it quite hard to get that that moment. You know, I'm very I'm very capable at walking past the gym. Yes, <laughs> and yes. I'm sometimes not so capable of walking in the gym. Yeah. So is it is it almost a a mental thing that we have to we have to kind of convince ourselves to do it?
1: Uh, it, it is to a certain extent, and there's a, there's a great quote actually from a celebrity trainer called Luke Milton, who said you need to shift your thinking from I have to go to the gym to I can't wait to see my friends yeah. at the gym. And that's a very different take on the whole yes. thing. So if you think about that exercise opportunity as a social event, where you're reconnecting with other people that you may not see at other times, that puts a very different incentive for, for going along and, becomes and taking a, part.
0: It becomes a, a thing that you're doing together. Absolutely. Can you clear up for us? And I don't know if you've got any scientific knowledge. Mm. You know, everybody talks about how exercise can really... Beat away stress. It can, yes, it can get rid of those things. Yeah, it does it? What what what's going on within our bodies that sure. really says that it could be doing that? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, there's there's been heaps of academic studies on this, so I think the science is is really well proven. Um, but the main stress hormones that we produce that make us feel tense and 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 t- tricky to relax are adrenaline and cortisol. Now, adrenaline is the one that. Pr- that uh, provides that uh, flight or fight response, okay. uh, which is for dealing with predators, really in kind of Stone Age time. I
0: often feel that.
1: That's it. There <laughs> you go. You know what it's like. Um, and it's that kind of tingling. You, you can actually physically feel yeah. the tingling yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in certain situations, it's really helpful because it can it can mean that you're able to to deal with situations where um, you need to be more alert. Or you need to be more physical it puts you in a good state of mind Uh, but as a consequence um, a physical outlet is the right way of dealing with it so those stress hormones adrenaline and cortisol will drop as you work through an exercise routine but you'll also get the other part of the science is uh, your body starts to produce endorphins which are chemicals in the brain that are the body's natural painkillers and mood elevators so that's why, at the end of an exercise session, you get this um, uh, feeling of elation. Sometimes, for runners, they call it the runner's high, and it's a it's a happy, uh, clear mind. It's uh, the troubles seem to disappear, and it's chemically produced by these um, by these uh, endorphins. So the the combination of the two is extremely powerful um, and a great way of lifting your spirits and and, um, and helping you cope with the uh, stresses and strains of everyday life. Now. Marcus, you mentioned the, um,
0: almost the element of social, yes. um, and I know that that's a big part of what you do. Now, how do you think or do you think that almost being in a group element could almost help us to keep and maintain that momentum you know, to keep us through January, Absolutely. February, March, etc. It et it's
1: very, very significant. Actually, you know, human beings are sociable creatures. We like being with other people, don't we? Not always. And well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yes, with 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 exercise. Um, interesting, the research has shown that people that exercise with others tend to. Exercise a little bit longer, a little bit more intensely, and and do it for a longer period of time. Is that like a bit of is it, uh, almost competition? I think that depends on your personality okay. type. So yeah, if you're yeah, a competitive yeah. person, without doubt. Yeah. Um. But also, it's just the support when perhaps let's say you are you're um, exercising on your own. Let's say going for a jog, and it's a bit drizzly. And uh, you're a bit cold, and today's a bit of a tough day. You might quit a few minutes early and walk yeah, the last yeah, little yeah. while. Yeah. But if you're with a friend, and they're in a, di- a slightly different place mentally, a bit more positive, they'll keep you going over those last few minutes when you're feeling a bit down. They won't even need to say anything. Yeah. They'll just keep going, and you'll do it for each other. So you actually get into situation where the the, the 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 unspoken support of your friends and your and your and your colleagues that you're running with helps you continue that, and that then that then continues to help you through that kind of january february difficult period uh, where otherwise you might be dropping off the habit in february and not picking it up because other people keep going and you spur each other on so can you tell us a little bit about emd yes kind
0: of what you guys do and also then i suppose whether or not you see you know a spike in january do you see that drop off because obviously a lot of gyms talk about you know, and we all know that there's a whole new new year, new me thing. Yes. Is is that something that happens, let's say, with group
1: exercise? Absolutely, it does. And there's there's a few um uh, uh spikes throughout the year that you get another one in September typically. So, you know, we tend to think around cycles, don't we? In okay. The way we do things and the way we plan things. And with time off at Christmas and the habit of doing New Year's resolutions, yeah. is often an incentive for doing these Um, these kinds of uh, additional exercises or or whatever. Um, But really the the, the key to a long-term health benefit is to make a lifestyle change and to keep up your exercise habit for life. And actually creating and sustaining a habit needs repetition and it needs more than one month repetition to (laughs) sustain it. So if you can get yourself through two months January and February, with the help of your friends and with an exercise or activity that you really love, and there's plenty to choose from out there, you're much more likely to turn that into a habit that then sustains throughout the year. There's another tip also to give uh, the the listeners is setting a goal for yourself and sharing that goal with a friend then you get much better commitment from yourself because you've shared it with others, but then you're focused on what you want to achieve. And that doesn't need to be uh, running the London Marathon or losing a stone. It can be much more modest.
0: I suppose if you sort of put your stake in the ground to say that I, I want to achieve this by whenever, Yes. And you you share that with a friend or a family member. You almost encourage them to almost replicate or set do, their own
1: goal. Absolutely, it becomes it becomes infectious. I mean, yeah. we've all had friends and colleagues who have done charity fundraising by doing uh, you know a sport or an endurance event. We've seen it with you know r- runs and so forth. Now, when they um, want to raise the money, they normally set up a web page, don't they? So you see what they're going to do. Yeah, they share it and declare it with their friends and and, and colleagues. So by that point there's a pretty big pressure to complete it. And guess what? They nearly all do yeah. unless they're injured yeah. because they they enjoy the support they're getting and they feel they've made a, a kind of contract, really, with their friends and colleagues to complete this and also with the uh, charity that, that they're raising money for. So that declaration of your goal, I think, is really important.
0: See, I the only thing I worry about when it comes to group exercise or, or almost trying to do stuff with uh, a group of my friends is that And this is perhaps my vanity coming through. I sort of worry that, you know, I'd hate to see my friends see me exercise. All of this flesh moving independently of its own frame is not necessarily a look that
1: I want to be giving off. Is that something that you you kind of see? I think that's a a very common reaction, actually. (laughs) But the... um... The reality is slightly different. If you choose uh, your classes carefully, and there are there are thousands and thousands of classes available out there, right. most of them within a mile or two of where everybody lives in this country, um, then you can find the, the class that's right for you. And you know, in, in this country, we have a wide diversity of shapes and sizes and fitness levels. So um, nobody's perfect. We're all in it together in this in this room. And in fact, more and more exercise spaces. Don't have mirrors and things like that, so actually, no one's really looking at you. They're looking at the instructor, and they're trying to to, uh, to replicate the moves. Just
0: trying to can. capture as much breath as possible Absolutely. to keep going.
1: Yes. If you, um, how do you start?
0: It, I suppose it's quite a difficult conversation. How do you start the conversation with your group of friends that you'd like to do something together in that space? How, what's what would be your advice there? Yeah, I think
1: the first thing, actually, it, it, like um, a lot of things, you need. Uh, for yourself to take the 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 plunge uh, so if you like yeah Yeah. so find out something that's right that's right for you um, and think about what those goals might be those fitness goals that make you feel good and don't be afraid to switch from one class to another if the first one isn't quite right how long would you give well, I think it, um you know something's really not pleasant then, You know don't even don't even wait till the class is over, you know. I think that's that's fair enough. But um you know but by by asking around you you'll soon get a, a a taster of this really of what's what's right for you. Um and just by chatting with friends you might find if you can get one person to come with you your sticking power will be so much greater than if you had just gone the, the whole hog on on, your, on own. your own. So yeah, you do the exploratory work persuade one friend and then it becomes word of mouth after that um and and uh you know hopefully you can get more people but you'll also um develop new friendships with the people that are in the room um and that's because you'll see them on a regular basis the thing is routinized um and uh you, there'll be a, effectively a little support network for you
0: so i suppose in a way you know many of our listeners you know will either be you know, in the process of buying a house, or thinking about buying a house, or you know, beyond that journey, and then in theory they could be moving to a brand new area. Yes. So I suppose, in a way, exercise could also be the route to making connections in I a new place. Right.
1: Absolutely, it can be. Um, we we offer a. A search engine called class finder which is completely free and people if they've moved house or where they currently live they can put in their postcode and find the activities closest to them most of which as I say will, will be within a mile or two and through that then comes um, a, a new set of friends an opportunity to meet people with like-minded uh, interests um, and hopefully support you with your with your fitness goals so all these things are important that the meshing together of the social side and the health and well-being side with through the the exercise class
0: I just want to talk to you a little bit about the Myra Showers Switch Shower Head, which brings a new level of relaxation to your shower experience. With dermatological accreditation from the Skin Health Alliance, the Switch is an ideal solution for anyone with sensitive skin. It includes four unique spray experiences. Everyday showering just got a little bit better. Myra Showers is offering an exclusive discount to clean thinking listeners. Discover more at myrashowers.co.uk. Okay, so Marcus, you've convinced me. You're my new guru. When I go away from here, I'm going to sign up to classes and that's the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it as a group and get my mates involved. Can you tell me a little bit about your morning routine?
1: Yes, (laughs) Uh, well, there we go. So my morning routine, I suppose actually uh, the thing for fitness for me has become stretching. So I stretch every morning and this is just a function of Probably not having stretched enough when I was younger, okay. so that's something I would tell my younger so self. We need is to stretch stretch. every bit absolutely, and, it, and these are very simple things that you can do. Uh, there's loads of guides online as to how to simple stretches that you can do to uh, wake up your muscles first thing in the morning. Um, so that's really a, a, a daily routine that I uh, that I build into what I do uh, personally. For me, my main activities at the moment are running, cycling, and yoga, and I find those three things complement one each other very well. The, um, the running and cycling gives me the same kind of uh, stress relief and, and excitement that we talked about earlier on. Um, the yoga is a lovely, kind of calming, soothing session, but it also has the benefit of stretching out the muscles, uh, which perhaps the running and cycling might have tensed up a little bit during the week. So there's a very good mix between that kind of stretching class like yoga and one that's more demanding on the body, like uh, running or cycling.
0: So when do you do the majority of your exercise, or are you just kind of spacing it out throughout the day?
1: Uh, I would say um, for my my blocks of exercise, it's normally at lunchtimes. So uh, where we're based in Horsham with the office, we've got some beautiful countryside. I'm lucky enough to To be able to go for a short run, some lunchtimes, I tend to cycle um, at weekends and fit that in, and uh, we have a a yoga class which is almost next door to our office. So all that fits in pretty well. But that formal exercise is only really part of the equation. I think the other side of it is being active every day. Okay. So taking... uh, uh, Taking uh, walking to places rather than necessarily taking the bus or the underground, uh, getting on your bike when you could be instead of taking the car. Um, if you're at a desk job, making sure you get up from your desk on a regular basis uh, at least once an hour, I would suggest. So to, to go make a cup of coffee or talk to colleagues rather than emailing them, um, taking the stairs rather than the lift all these little things, they all count. Yeah. They're all in the bank for you. They're all good stuff to do. They get the blood flowing, uh, they loosen up your joints, and they get you, I suppose, happy with with moving a lot, which then makes exercise itself seem less daunting. So in the series, it's, it's, a, it's a really good point. In the series,
0: we're going to be talking about um, tech okay. and whether or not we need to take a little bit of a moment and a look at our technology what do you think about things like smartwatches that will have a benefit towards our exercise? Do you think they're a good thing or do you think they could be a bad thing? Yeah.
1: I generally I think they're a good thing. Okay. I've I've got my first one um which I'm wearing now, only about uh, six months ago. Okay. And it's actually given me another great incentive around my activity. It monitors quite simple things like heart rate and duration of of, um, of activity. But I love all that data. I'm a bit of a yeah. geek for those sorts of things. <laughs> but it's not necessarily for everyone. And let's face it, people have been... Uh, uh, exercising and, and and keeping active um, for the entire time of the human race, and they haven't needed one of these things. Of course. So um, there's other ways actually to keep um, to keep yourself motivated and to track what you do. Even things like keeping a a wall calendar where you mark off on it when you intend to exercise and whether you've done it or not, okay. which is a very very simple. Uh, reminder. So things like that can be can be uh, can be good. The other side of it, though, is um, sometimes having so much tech around us means that we're over reliant on it. And again, it keeps us alert into the evenings when really we want yeah. to relax. So switching off the tech and escaping from the social media and the messages and the constant news alerts, I think, is is a good thing. So let's let's carve out time when you are away from the tech and you can just. Be yourself, really.
0: So, do you do that then? Do you say when you go to bed? Do you have your phone in the room?
1: I do, actually. But in fact, we've we've got two uh, two daughters, okay. and uh, we take the phones out of their rooms and they charge in our bedroom. Okay, because that's otherwise, well, we've we've won that battle. It wasn't easy, <laughs> uh, but otherwise, they would be playing on their phones sure. all night long. So that's worked quite well. Um, my wife and I have a, a bit of a pact, really, to not be on our phones when we're you know, trying to get to bed. It really isn't necessary. So they're on charge, but they're all together sort of in the corner of the room. So they're not really bothering us. And I think that's a good thing. We've probably all heard about the quality of the light that comes up from the screen has a slight blue tinge to it, which tends to stimulate our eyes a bit Mm. like that it's uh, daylight. Yeah. And even with the reading modes, which are a bit more yellowy-orange, I think there's still a a little bit too much stimulation, which can then subsequently affect your sleeping patterns. So you mentioned... Um, earlier
0: about, you know, making sure that you get up, say, once an hour if you're at work. So, you, yes. so you, you're you working in an office. It's mm. quite difficult because it's very easy, I find, to come in in the morning, come to my computer, and then, you know, come six o'clock, I haven't really left, other than yes. like just to go and get lunch. Is there something... That you could almost talk us through, almost like a physical activity that we could potentially do, either sat down or stood up at our desks,
1: that we could kind of start to implement within our spaces that we're in. Yeah, most of well, the day. You've, you've mentioned one there, Josh, really, which is standing up at your desk. Okay, so that's a very easy one to put in place. Um, which means, yeah, you don't obviously you don't need the chair the whole time in your working day. Oh, it's in
0: like a um flexible desk
1: absolutely and this and there are some quite fancy contraptions out there but there are also some very very simple ones which l- simply lift your keyboard and screen about 12 inches uh, higher than they would be okay. it's just a just a box really or a platform so that you can operate from a standing position which then your your back takes on a more natural pose the bloods and the muscles start to to, to, to be in a slightly different uh different way how long um, should we because I was thinking about getting one of these.
0: How long should we be kind of stood up for? Could that be damaging?
1: Well, I suppose it, it could if you're doing it all day, of okay. course. Yeah, I think the main thing is, you know, listen to your body. If it, if it feels good, then continue. If it's um, becoming uncomfortable, then, then stop. You know, this isn't, there's no prizes for endurance on this one. <laughs> um, but have the variety. And the other thing is, you know, um, if you've got colleagues in the same office, how often do we email people that are only in the next room? All the time. Or just to, all the time. The time. And OK, sometimes we need to because we need that thing on record. But but would it be better to wander over and and have a conversation with yeah. that person and, and get the dialogue going and resolve things that way? Uh, plus, you're just doing that tiny little bit of exercise and a stretch in doing so. Um, similarly with um, I don't know, lunchtime, for example, um, Take the take an extra five minutes. Don't just go to the sandwich shop and come back. Yeah. But actually, take we're here in London in the West End. Take a walk around this beautiful city. Go to one of the parks. Walk a couple of laps of the park and come back. Doesn't need to eat big t- amounts of time into your day, but being outside is really good. Again, you'll get the blood flowing, and normally you'll be more productive in the afternoon as a consequence than if you're just ploughed on through the day and got the hours. Really? In. Yeah. So, so scientifically,
0: if we, if you do kind of get the blood flowing when you come back. You know, the afternoon, because
1: sometimes the well, afternoon you give, can give be it a bit of a Give it a try, Josh, lull. and see what you think. Yeah, yeah, you can get that afternoon lull, don't you? Well, you're thinking it's, it's sort of half past two, three o'clock. The biscuits are coming out. Absolutely. You're thinking your body's kind of craving sugar. Yeah. Uh, you've got the energy drink on the table there. I can see it in front of me. <laughs> you know, all these things. Actually, you don't really need it. Take a slightly longer lunch break. And I'm not talking a couple of hours here, but just a few more minutes to where you can walk and clear your head and get things moving. Brisk walk, by the way. You Brisk. Want to okay. Slightly raise your heartbeat as you do so. And then just look at your how you feel for the rest of that afternoon and how you get on. The The real gain is if you can fit in an exercise class at lunchtime and then you're like absolutely on fire in the afternoon. You're focused, you're, you're ploughing through your work, you're having a great time, uh, but not everybody can afford well, some, the duration of an exercise class. Some,
0: some companies are now sort of bringing that in, aren't they, into their sort of lunch breaks. They are because they get the you know profitability of the, the members of staff
1: after absolutely, yeah. I think it's you know already fairly common practice to hold the kind of big meetings of the day in the morning because we're t- broadly speaking tend to be sharper than we are in the afternoon. I'm definitely, but if not. yeah, me too. <laughs> so, if by the, by the same token, then if you're saying oh, the afternoon is a kind of a 70% productivity. That's, it's a bit sad just to accept that as a fact. Yeah. So isn't it better to use the time around your lunch break more constructively to get back up to your peak performance in the afternoon? And I think that, that, that can, can really work. You know, just an example, um, last week I went for a run at my office. It was only a 30 minutes run, but I came back, had a quick shower, and then I felt as alert as I had been in the morning Uh, there's no um, you know exact science in this but generally from my perception I felt right on it in the afternoon which is good but then okay so so thinking
0: about the the kind of the broader theme obviously we've been talking heavily about stress Mm. so in an you know in an honest way Mm. do you I don't know if you've had experiences of stress but when you changed your exercise patterns to to doing that do you think that that had a benefit on you Oh, totally.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose like everybody, I get stressed. There's there's uh, stuff that comes uh, through working and living and family life and every all that sort of thing. Which uh, from time to time you're thinking, uh, oh my goodness, this is really uh, you know really quite overwhelming, sure. really. And how do I deal with it? And this there's lots of different ingredients to sorting out stress, of which exercise is one. You know, it's not a magic cure. It's not the uh, um, it won't work for everybody just on its own, but as part of a uh suite of tools i suppose to to improve your mental well-being to lower your stress levels i would i would recommend it 100 uh, percent um actually they've some of the studies have looked at the sort of optimal amounts of of activity that are needed to lower your stress levels um, and it's about 45 minute session of exercise which is pretty similar to most th- exercise classes. It feels like a
0: lot, though, to fit. And maybe this is just because, it, you know, a lot of this is that we've been talking about is changing little bits of your day. Yes. And maybe it's this, but that feels like a lot in terms of, you know, we work typically now between nine and six. You know, we've got commutes around that. And yes. then that eats
1: into your evening. It's just, it feels like a lot. It does feel like a lot, but you've got to think of um, what benefit is that going to bring course, back and yeah. how good you're going to feel afterwards. And, and the other part of it is they're saying uh, the studies are showing about three times a week with that level. So it's isn't necessarily every okay. day. Yeah. So if you think about that, how you spread that around, that might be uh, a Tuesday and a Thursday evening and then a session at the weekend and then just run that for six weeks and see how, how mental feel. well-being is is over that lot. And, that, of course, at the same time, you'll be getting the physical benefits of doing that that exercise and activity. So that's the sort of thing to think about. If you can then do your exercise with other people in a group exercise setting, it's going to be better still. Thank you, Marcus. It probably brings us to a close. I, I suppose my
0: final question really is... For someone who is listening, who, a bit like me, has been a bit of a gym shirker, Mm -hmm. probably, um, kicked off in January,
1: what piece of advice would you give to us? Okay, I would say, um, have a look at the range of activities that are out there uh, that you can do in a group format. And find one that works for you find one you love there are so many variants now from the big dance fitness activities like zumba yes to the mind and body activities like yoga and pilates which are going through the roof on popularity there's combat classes like box fitness uh and there's all points in between so find one that works for you that's my f- the first thing the second thing is find a friend to go with yeah and then motivate that each seems other. to be
0: the thing it seems to be you kind of do this together momentum
1: together. that's it get the momentum get the, the personal support and the third one is set yourself a goal and share it with your friend so it can be uh, big and grand like i want to run the london marathon or it can be small and modest like uh i want to uh, uh, i want to sleep better or i want to uh, get rid of these thoughts rushing my around my head of an evening or I want to lose a couple of pounds whatever your goal is be clear on it and share it with your friend and then you can support each other as you work towards that fitness goal great, great. thank you for that
0: Join us in the next episode of Clean Thinking, brought to you by Myra Showers. Hi, my name's Paul from Myra Showers. In the next episode, I'll be talking to Josh about what to look out for with DIY.